Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the following on Cricket Podcast, brought to you by Talk Sport. I'm Guy Swindles, and I'm joined by Steve Harmison as ever this evening, as we look back on a much better England performance, putting Pakistan behind them to batter Bangladesh. A 106-run victory, strong performances with both bat and ball put in. They made 386 for six, the highest score so far in the World Cup. Jason Roy leading the way with a magnificent 153, while Joffre Archer and Ben Stokes took three wickets apiece and hit 90 miles per hour, as did Mark Wood, the fastest attack as well in the World Cup so far. Roy goes massive into the leg side. It's the longest part of the ground. Oh, that's enormous. Again, high. That's gone a long way up. Tamim just watches it sail over his head. Goes again. That sounds beautiful too. Into the crowd again. Six, six, six. Well, Harmy, what did you make of that performance? That was better, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, guy. It was. It was a professional performance. I thought. As not after the Pakistan game, and there was a lot of it was a little bit of doom and gloom. I didn't look too much into being on a, on a downer on the way England performed as such. I just thought the way they fielded at Chembridge was poor and I didn't think England could do that again you know when you when you look at the bowling I didn't think England bowled too badly at, at Trent Bridge uh, Archer had in figure terms an off day but I think it would have done him the world of good going into this morning into Cardiff and when you get two centurions in a 50 over game you don't expect to lose really do you so I just think the, the difference between the 14 runs and Pakistan winning was all down to England's field and then you know, the England well-oiled machine, I didn't think that could happen again, uh, especially not at Cardiff. And, uh, and that was that was so because I thought I thought Roy was magnificent. I thought the bowling attack bowled smartly with aggression, pierce uh, and intimidation. And I think that is what you need against the Asian bloc. And I think when you when you have that, um, England were, were worthy winners against, a, let's be fair, a, a decent Bangladesh side who have improving um, game upon game, year upon year. So, you know, a good tick in the box for for everybody in the England terms. And 
you know, moving on to the West Indies now with a lot of confidence. As a pace man yourself, you must have been pleased to see three guys climb into the 90 mile an hour mark today, weren't you? I was, yeah. I thought they bowled smartly. I thought they bowled well. The bowl was good aggression. The bouncers were in. The bouncers were high. The bouncers were very, very difficult to, one, get out of the way of, and two, play. You know, when they ducked, they had to duck, and they were ducking quickly, and they didn't know whether to sort of go leg side, go offside. One or two got hit on the helmet. And then when they were playing, they, they, were having, they weren't in fully control of hitting them on the off and, and on the leg side, square of the wicket. So I thought, all in all, the England pace bowlers bowled really, really well, bowled smart, and the aggression was there for everybody to see against... Yeah, they've always got to bowl that against the Asian bloc because you know India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Afghanistan. They're not used to playing the ball from sort of chest up over. Everything seems to be you know it doesn't bounce in their country like that. So if you've got bowlers that bowl quickly, bowl aggressively, they've got to be smart enough to use it. And I thought England were excellent that like that, and it sends a message to the rest of the world that you know the England bowling attack is a is a very very aggressive, potent and powerful attack. Well, we mentioned that Bangladesh had put uh, England into bat. The skipper who did that was Mushrafi Mataza. This his reaction afterwards. I know that one and a half days was been undercover, so um, uh, you know the straightforward decision should be the field. But the, I think, uh, as I said, that the first four or five overs has been going all right. You know, trying something with the Sakib uh, couldn't uh, couldn't bring uh, the breakthrough. Uh, yes, few shots was going here and there. Uh, you know, need sometimes a bit of luck uh, to get those wickets. But again, I, I would say that uh, it was nice to bat in the second innings as well, the way Mushi and Sakib batted. You know, but again, I think uh, 320, 330 could have been a different, different chase. But as I said, 3, 390 is always, always difficult. Any wickets. And you mentioned Shakib, a fantastic individual performance from him with the World Cup hundred. Yeah, obviously, you know, he's, he's, he's from the first match, he's, he's playing so well for us, you know, uh, batting at number three, you know, giving, uh, giving so much depth in the batting. Um, and, and his bowling also has, has been fantastic, I think. He's performing so well at the moment, he's 100, 100 performing is going on. So, um, you know, longer to go, still, still six matches left. Hopefully, uh, the other boys will come and step up. This makes the next couple of games even more important for you. Yeah, obviously, you know, next two, three matches is very important for us. You know, uh, there was, uh, we knew, uh, there's a situation coming that we have to win all those matches. So, so it's very important matches is coming on. Good luck for those. Thank you. Thank you. Mashrafa Mutazi, the Bangladesh captain. Let's welcome in the England skipper, Owen Morgan. <laughs> Owen, congratulations. Exact, exactly the sort of response you wanted post the Pakistan game. Yeah, I think more positives to take out of the game today. Uh, we took a lot of positives from the Trent Bridge game against Pakistan into this game. We knew that we would have to improve in order to win a tough game against Bangladesh today. And I think with the bat in particular, we, we were outstanding. Uh, the two boys up the top of the order set a really solid platform and Jason managed to go on and get quite a significant score at a good clip again. So that's great to see. You know, he's very intimidating to play against when he does score runs. So the impact that he has on our team is quite significant. Um, and from there, we built on that platform and, and guys like Josh Butler coming in at the end and Liam Plunkett, Chris Wokes, all contributing, took us up to quite a considerable total on the wicket. Was it about plans coming off because you knew and expected that Bangladesh would open with spin? You made a point of saying that. Yeah, I, I think the majority of people will open against spin. Um, purely the fact that it, it worked in the first game and it took one wicket, it didn't necessarily stop us getting a, a good total on the board. Um, but there's always something that, that sides will throw up against us. 
uh, whether it's spin, swing, different pace bowling, uh, we're prepared. So hopefully we can counter all the plans that are thrown at us. Another fantastic, fast, hostile spell from Jofra Archer. He must be a dream to captain. Yeah, he is. Uh, all our bowling unit is. Um, I thought uh, him, Wokes, Wood, uh, Plunkett, absolutely outstanding. Ben Stokes at the end, Adil Rashid, the threat that he is. Uh, they're wonderful to captain. You know, All the guys really want to bowl at those crucial periods, and today was no different. And was the fielding where you wanted it to be after the efforts at Trent Bridge? Yeah, I think an improvement again. It's always an area that we're trying to put in a perfect performance, so it's, it's always going to be tough trying to move on to the next game, but today was a considerable improvement. And what can you tell us about Joss Butler? Uh, no serious concern with Joss at the moment. Um, he didn't keep uh, in the innings just as a precautionary. He felt his hip a little bit, but that'll be monitored over the next 48 hours. OK, there was also, of course, a magnificent... We've talked about the bowling, but there was a simply magnificent innings from Jason Roy. We've seen 150 so far from him in the World's Cup, but this was something else, 153 of just 121 deliveries. Magnificent stuff. Um, and uh, understandably pretty pleased at the end of the match. Jason, congratulations. Does 100 mean more in a winning context for England? Yeah, of course it does. Um, but it was great to get out there and right our wrongs from last game um, and put in a big performance. What pleased you the most about the way you went about your innings? Um, I guess just the way that Johnny and myself, um, we, we built the innings well. We didn't quite know exactly what the pitch was going to behave like, so we wanted to give ourselves uh, the best chance possible. Um, and we knew with our batting lineup that no matter what we get off the first 10, batting the whole 50, we're going to get, get enough. How did you have to adapt as you went along? Because it was a notable the first big partnership you've had together as an opening pair in this World Cup. Yeah, this World Cup, and we were three games in, aren't we? So um, we've been doing pretty well together um, over the past couple of years. So we've got nothing too much to worry about, I don't think. We just go out there and, and get the job done. What's been the message then from the captain about the performance and the way you've bounced back from Pakistan? Uh, no, nothing yet. Uh, we straight back up there and straight back down. Um, I didn't have a chance to chat with him, but he's obviously going to be very happy. We put in a very well-rounded performance. Um, and like I said at the start, we, we righted our wrongs. So um, I'm extremely happy with the boys. I'm sure this captain is too. I also caught up with a couple of Yorkshiremen who had every reason to be pleased today as well. Johnny Bairstow with his first 50 in this World Cup. And Adil Rashid bowled much better than he did against Pakistan having got the nod over Moeen Ali for the one spinner's spot as Liam Plunkett came back. Was there any concern at all after the last match or was it just business as usual when you turned up today? Yeah, no concern. You know, we know if we work hard in the nets, we know if we put our mind to it and, you know, stick to our strengths and, you know, we can beat any side of the world. And, uh, and today we did that in the sense of, you know, with the batting and balling. So hopefully we can carry that on there. Now Moeen's off to have his, well his wife obviously, have another kid. Do you miss him and when he's not around? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's obviously, you know, me and Mo, like, you know, my brothers, so in that sense, so it's, you know, it's, so if I'm not there, he misses me, if he's not there, he misses So it's, you know, it's uh, obviously nice for him to be around, but I'm sure everything will go well here with him as well. Um, Johnny, were you happy that uh, you and uh, Jason got some runs together in, in this one as well? I don't think it's been too long since... First in the World Cup, though. Yeah. Um, look, every time you want to go out and play, you want to score score runs together. I think that we've been uh, we've held a good partnership over a period of time, and you're going to go through a couple of games when you might lose a wicket early, but that's that's absolutely fine. There's no there's no dramas with it, and to uh, put on another hundred partnership was great for us. I wouldn't say it was. Uh, I think that they bowled fairly well. I think that the pitch was definitely different to other pitches that we, we've played on um, so naturally you're going to have to uh, calculate and assess like you do on every pitch that you go to so 
uh, to do that for five overs and then to get off and um, and get up to 60-odd after, after 10 was pleasing. Well, that's uh, two wins out of three. Back on track as far as England are concerned, but they've got a tough one next, the Windies. Blew Pakistan away in the first game. Probably should have blown Australia away in their second, somehow finding a way to lose. But a West Indies team that are looking altogether better these days. And, and Harmy, this is, this is a potential banana skin as far as England are concerned, this next match at Southampton. Yeah, there's two teams, there's two teams in this competition, which I think you could say the top three or four, England, India, Australia, New Zealand are, are teams where you know what's going to happen. They might have the odd off there. And then put the next two teams, you know, are Pakistan and the West Indies. And you've got no idea what's going to come next. They could get bowled out for 100. They could go and get 350. And Pakistan proved they're like that. And they beat England after being bowled out for 120 against the West Indies. And the West Indies are the same. You know, they were in a winning position against Australia uh, and they blew up. So you just don't know what you're going to get with the West Indies. What you do know, sorry, is they're going to be colourful they're going to be powerful with both bat and ball and if you have any slight off deer like England had against Pakistan the West Indies will punish you so England will have to be right at it the confidence that England have got going into that game you know will be sky high they've got an injury dilemma in in Joss Butler but I expect England to have too much for the West Indies when it comes to their opening ball and attack being too powerful for yeah, the West Indies top order when a pierce comes to it. Um, and I'm really, really intrigued to see how Jason Roy, after coming off the back of 150, goes against Ocean Thomas. Because the one question mark I have for this England side, top four, taking Joe Root out of it, is the, you know, the ticker. You know, when the ball's quick, when the ball's aggressive, are England, are, are England at the races? Um, and they're going to be tested by Shane Thomas, Andre Russell, and later on in the tournament by the Indian bowling attack, the Australian bowling attack, and the New Zealand bowling attack. And I think that this is a good test for England coming up on Friday against the West Indies. Well, of course, we'll have plenty of coverage ahead and during that match, of course, on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Thanks so much, Harmy, as always. Remember, you can join us again tomorrow for another episode following the match between Australia and India. This has been Following On with Steve Harmison and myself, Guy Swindles. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next time. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.